Welcome. I think we're live. I, I've actually said that every single time now, so I don't want to miss the pattern. Um, but I think we're live. I think you guys and gals can hear us fairly decently as the line shows, so we'll get started. Um, I have someone that I'm proud to call a friend, a colleague, someone that has helped me through my, I mean this, but has helped me through my own imposter syndrome at times, <laughs> right, as, as we fought the battles together towards, you know, securing our, our combined entities when I was at MSP. Um, and so I have my friend Nathan Taylor with me, um, and we're going to talk about something that is that is cyber related, um, but it's really burnout. It's really this understanding that we lose, we lose, we lose, we lose, we lose, and as MSPs, we're not used to that. I mean, we're, we're, we're for the most part solving problems, and we're having to overcome some stupid things. But for the most part, we win. And and I understood as I was a technician burning the midnight oil. How I didn't get burned out was because I felt like I was accomplishing something. So this is your idea, Nathan. I'll, I'll kind of let you kick <laughs> us off and and let's get the, the the chatter started. Real bit of housekeeping is if you if you like this, please subscribe. I'm doing the horrible horrible thing I have to do. Um, and also please you know chat, interact with us, put up some comments, let us know you're here. We'll see that right here. I can barely focus on it with my left eye, but <laughs> but we're good. Uh, and and so we'll get going. Go ahead, brother. This is your topic. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, a, man. It's it's a topic that's become more and more of a a thing that, that I'm realizing we need to chat about. It's it's kind of one of those taboos in our industry. Everybody's you get out and you talk with everybody and you talk about the cool new stuff and your yeah. successes. But the dark underbelly of our industry right now is this. You know, kind of what's causing it, right? I think it all started with COVID. Okay. I think the timing of COVID really was hard. So I think. Like you, I started in the early 2000s, man. Yeah. I got into MSP because it was fun to build exchange yeah. servers. It's like building Legos, man. I built a, a domain and, and exchange and server for Legos, every small business. Right? They fit in oh, the right yeah. holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I built stuff. And when you're done and if you built it right, they were stable. They yeah. were safe. They were secure. You saw you, improvements in what you did, oh. made improvements in what they did. And then all of a sudden, 365 comes along and now I can do it 10 times better, yeah. way, way cheaper and Bro, simpler. I was struggling with Exchange 2013 on spinning platter <laughs> disks and the uh -huh. index breaking. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh yeah, right. Like, and then and then in three sixty five, you're like, this solves everything. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. oh man. And so it was this years of just I'm building stuff. I'm helping people improve. Yeah. And it was the confluence of COVID and cybersecurity. The threat landscape changed. Right as all, we all got the loss lost. changed. The acceleration of cyber uh -huh. changed. I mean, we've seen it's normalized in our our linguistics. People in news right. are asking about. I got interviewed by a news chick about cyber. <laughs> All she wanted me to do was talk about Russia. That was it. But we got there. We did talk about some things. It was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> and and at that same time, we all got locked in our in our in our basements or in our bedrooms with a computer. Yeah. And so you went from having this environment where I was seeing the other engineers and the other teammates every day. You could camaraderize, you could joke, you could make up fun internal things. People yeah. would ask if you're having a rough day because they could read your you body it. language. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're locked at home. There's there's alone. not clear boundaries. You're alone. Yep. You've got all this. The, if I the tear stress. up, y'all cannot make fun of me in the audience here. This <laughs> might happen today. That's why I'm sitting way right back here. I'm focused. You got to deal with all that yeah. stress, yeah. all of that, and and now you've got to, and you're 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 isolated. You don't have clear boundaries about when work stops and starts. True story, which was already rough if you were in the production end of engineering. Correct. Like for me, for sure. I mean, yeah, we were talking about that before the show. Like the dynamic nature of what a day in the life of an engineer. Especially one in a growing MSP that's adding new clients all the time. So you have an onboarding load. You have a you have a server and project load that's happening. You might be involved in. You have the client load of demand and managing all of that without any of these cybersecurity conversations. Correct. Without any of that, we're already fighting that battle. And to paint the picture for anybody listening, 
we're fighting that battle with a constituency that doesn't understand the risk, didn't understand the risk most of the time in the mm -hmm. hardware that they bought, like even just the operational risk. Most of them didn't have high availability. There wasn't multiple server loads to be able to handle two, you know, n plus two, right? You 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 always had this kind of IT is a cost center mentality as well, yep. right? So those are the, that's the landscape that exists, right? And I and I kind of want to make a corollary to this, right? Because in addition, when the cybersecurity world hit and we started dealing with loss, ransomware became rampant in 2018, really, really, really ramped up in 19 and then in 20 converted to a double extortion. And also ransomware hits. Well, and then ransomware goes to double extortion because Correct. they start learning and start being able to recover from, from failures. And so then they say, well, fine, then we'll just egress the data. That was in December Correct. 2020. Ask me how I know. Don't ask. But, you know, uh -huh. the, the point is, is that ransomware ramped up. Business email compromise ramped up. The ubiquitousness of an Office 365 front end with no MFA turned into BEC snipe hunting. Like, uh, well, that's not true because you never catch a snipe. It's like <laughs> BEC Nutria rat shooting. I heard there were 25,000 of those killed last year. Um, sorry. <laughs> very, very tangential. But, but you had this world where, you know, we, we'd already had that and all this risk starts happening, all this loss. And people look at us as, as clients and go, well, I thought you were going to protect us. And we had to some extent been saying those things. We had been putting in firewalls. We had been adding antivirus. But I don't think until recently we understood what the landscape of what it took to secure people was. Right. So, so my corollary after setting that stage was that if you look at COVID-2 and you look at the doctors as we went into wave two and wave three of kind of the, the virus load and people were dying in the hospitals that should have uh -huh. been vaccinated forever, what you may believe. And you, you start seeing that. Doctors have this thing called the Hippocratic Oath. It's so very well built into their world that they should first do no harm, that they should be there to treat, that they shouldn't care about the human and their choices, that they should make those decisions irrespective just on the sanctity of human life. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so doctors were starting to say, I don't want to treat someone if they come in my ER and they're not vaccinated. Let them die. That is burnout. Right? Because they yeah. watch these people that could yeah. have made a decision yeah. to take care and protect themselves, make decisions that they knew for a fact would create everyone their problems, right? And, and so I, I think what we're facing is the same thing. Those same clients, as we start screaming these things that ransomware needs us to put in layers, we need to charge you more, quite potentially. I have to build centers of excellence and SOCs and internal teams and all of this policy we didn't even know existed mm -hmm. that, that needed to exist and that the SMB is not ready to hear right. um, and do. And so you watch these people, you know, just die a death that could be prevented if they would just get on board mm -hmm. with us. Um, you said something before the show. I'd love for you to repeat it for this. Um, let's let's check. Take a sec for this. So we've got this is the biggest topic. Okay, I, I lied. I can't read that far. <laughs> this is one of the biggest topics. This is my best friend, Ryan Brian Wheeler. I love this guy. Uh, worked side by side with him towards the end of my career uh, at at, at, a, at my former SP. Just one of the most humble, amazing humans in the world. But said one of the biggest topics that is often only discussed during the exit interview. Yeah, true story, or or worse, right, Brian? Like um, other exits, uh, and we've seen them. So, yeah, um, and then my buddy Kyle in the audience as well. I'm just saying, hey, what's up, Kyle? Um, so what I was going to ask you, so before the show, you, you know, we were talking about my video I made today demonstrating Spring for Show, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and you said something kind of powerful, and I hope we can recreate that. I, I hate the camera dilemma, right, when you're it's on camera. Good. But yeah. but yet, go ahead and say it again for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, it, I, I love following guys like you and Dom and some of these other security researchers, and you guys get such joy out of like, hey, man, I recreated this attack, or yeah. check out this new novel yeah. attack. And I envy you because 
I don't get any joy out of that. Yeah. It terrifies me. It's one more open door in every one of my clients that I have to go check for. It's one more, you know, I, I mean, that burnout was, it used to be you had a predicted failure on a raid. You had a predicted failure on a server. And you had you all your, your, your answers yeah, for every yeah. one of those scenarios. Th this would be like somebody coming and pulling a server drive out of, the, out of the server room in those old days as an attack. And you had no control of it. All that needed to happen was the door be locked and you can't get the door locked. Or you don't understand how yes. to lock the door. Or you don't understand yes. what to do about it or detect it. Yes. Um, and so we were talking about that. And, and what touched me about this, and, and we'll get to comments here in just a second. What touched me about this is like I do genuinely live to raise the tide. I genuinely do believe that if we don't change this and drive change in these SMB as well as you know mid-size and large-size enterprise, I see the same things in vendors. I see the oh, same sure. things. Let's not even get into yeah. you know I, obviously not the finger pointing guy, yeah. but it's just as bad or worse in some of that same constituency. The board rarely ever talks about these things. There's not an acceptance of risk and understanding of risk, and, and so this doesn't just live as an SMB problem, in my opinion. But if you are a practitioner, which we are, that are trying to look at risk, assess that. Make decisions to protect it and help guide people with good with good you know education, and then you watch them just make the wrong choice, and you watch the system change. And to your point, you watch me come out and talk about this new vulnerability that's so ubiquitous and everybody can do it. And if you can't, but but I think what I wanted to say to that because I you know and this is Matt excusing Matt, so I I'll, I'll, I'll do it self so, you know grandizingly I suppose or, or, or apologizingly, is that I I feel like we're all trying to fight this challenge that. There is ignorance in the SMB, and I don't mean that negatively, just as a descriptive factor, and that they really genuinely are, are not educated where they need to be about the risk, about how much is in their responsibility zone, about what those things are and what matters. And so when I bring it out, I'm trying to show that, right, <laughs> right? right. in a way, but I do genuinely get excited yeah. that I can do this, that I'm learning, that I'm able to change this and, and show it and demonstrate it in a way that people can understand, I hope, right, so that they do something about it. If you were at the hospital holding a loved one's hand, when they have COVID, and I've, I've actually talked to my Uber drivers, learned so much stuff from my Uber drivers, they're amazing. But if you if you talk to my Uber driver, he's like, yeah, my brother died, and, and my wife and I were massively against getting the vaccine, and I held his hand as he died and watched it happen, and, and I went and got it. And you're like, yes, but you're watching your friends get ransomware. You're watching your friends get email compromises. You're watching your friends get in these situations, and that change isn't happening, right. at least not fast enough. Um, so I, I actually took away that I'm going to try to be better about making sure <laughs> to describe the purpose of a lot of my excitement in the video rather than letting it fall somewhat, uh, unfortunately, from a privileged space. Than, um, well, and and, and you, you think very much in the big picture, small business, and can we get them moving forward? Yeah. You're living the in the real, tactical. Was it was well, sword in your hand in a way. And, and the conversations I've had, started having with my team, it was one of those things I suffered alone. Yeah. For like a year, year and a half. I, I drank in the beginning. I mean, you yeah, drank and, yeah, and, yeah. and now I'm starting to talk to our own team and other people and everybody's like, oh, you too? And like, like Dude, the right. common themes <laughs> the of like. The camaraderie of battle, if you will, in that well, regard. Like, I like, mean, yeah. like that moment of like all of us every morning dreading to pull up the phone because you don't know what alert's going to be on Teams. And is that alert the end of a $100 million company or a multiple like you said of earlier, that. what a billion dollars, right? Or six every day you know, we got touch. these co-managed customers, and every morning you wake up just afraid that that next alert is the sign that you failed, and thousands of people are out of a job, or, or a hundred million dollar company went upside down, and it's because you couldn't move fast enough for the you couldn't get the customer to make the right choice. This and, is important what you and, just said here, and it's it's heavy. I I really think this is actually endemic of the people that do choose to carry this sword Correct. today. And what I mean by that is, the words you just said was, I failed. 
Uh-huh. No, there's a lot bigger picture show, shaking out sure. here than that. But in in reality, if your one hope and dream is to to not let that happen, then yes, there is a personal attribution and, and cost and ascription to that. Your best and, technicians yeah. are the people who say, "I care. You're my customer. I yeah. have personal responsibility. I'm invested." And now you're watching you. suffer, and you know I failed because I couldn't convince you. I wasn't fast enough. And to your point. We weren't mature of a, enough of an operation. We don't have a security founding. It's not funded properly. We can't have the right conversation. We're just about- trying to do our best. Or yeah. we, 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 instead of working on security, we spent too much work, two months working on NCE. Yeah. Like, like these are the challenges True we have story. to work through. Right. Love to say that out loud to you, my friends at Microsoft. <laughs> their story. Um, um, and 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 then the common conversations of like, well, what's that like? Well, anytime we see an alert that we worry, like I talk to our team, same symptoms, can't eat. Yeah. Don't eat for days. Have this pit in their stomach. You know, can't sleep. I remember getting nights. ten people in a boardroom and working on firewalls to add blocks to ports because we found something. Or oh. and and it's that you're right. Like it's it's PTSD. It's traumatic. It's extremely right? traumatic. Yeah. And it's and and we've had some of those in operational things before. I've had servers just ghosted because a raid sure. failed. Yeah. But those feel outside of my control. In those are acts of God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can. You can. You can. You can mentally process an act of God. You have no hope of adjusting. Yeah. And I, you know, some of these zero days, if you got hit by hafnium, there's some argument that you could but have maybe had a laugh and fray. if you got hit by freaking like, hafnium, I didn't cuss him, Shuket. If you got hit by <laughs> freaking hafnium in 2022, you have a problem. Correct. But if you and got hit originally, there, were, there was an argument that, hey, you should add a WAF. Why are you running exchange? Yeah. But, there, but if a zero day takes you out, that you had no, you know, okay, yeah. fine. You'll log for J or something. But... But these things where, oh, it's MFA and you've been trying to get MFA, but you just didn't get right. it done. You have some personal feeling of like, I'm Or you were the technician that turned of it off to, to, to potentially try to fix something. Like I've uh, seen that in an incident oh, before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And, 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 and I think the answer is, you know, big picture thought process forward. And I know I'm not speaking towards the emotional part very much, but the big picture is this automation and orchestration become normalized. More of this becomes... Okay, how fast after a zero day can I get this generated or, or fixed and resolved, right? Protected. How quick can I patch and how effective am I at patching? What's my right. chance of success? And what do my customers allow me to patch? Let's just go back to that. This do one I of those choices. to know when I'm not getting patched? This is one of those choices. Let's just touch on this, right? The customer that says to you, don't shut me down in the middle of the day. Don't you shut me down tonight. Don't you shut. We don't have these abilities to say, this one's critical. Sorry, you didn't have HA. Let's talk about HA. Let's talk about going cloud. And so I think that as we continue to go forward, those processes will change this. But you're right. If you're in the front lines of this today and you're living in this as a practitioner, it's pretty pretty tough. It's heavy. I mean, it's heavy. heavy. And you lose a lot. And you almost get desensitized to the loss. Um, Or you stop caring about the customer. Right? There's only a couple ways to protect yourself. There's only a couple ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the doctor again. That's them saying, I don't care if you die. I'm sorry, you should have had a vaccine. I think there's a mental health crisis that's that's brewing in the small business MSP field. In the field. world. In the world, <laughs> but in the MSP yeah. field especially. Because yeah. like you said, I think there's only a couple places people go. Yeah. it's. I think there's a lot of substance abuse problems that are hidden. There's, you know, whatever whatever your substance of choice is, whatever it yeah. is, how you escape. I think there's a lot of that. I, and there's I, healthy ways, it. right? There's ways sure. to, and this is a life thing. Back to, uh-huh. I'm going to touch on this topic in just a second. So, you know, Jared Taylor says, great subject, often ignored and downplayed till it boils over. Yeah, because I think boiling over is when people can realize there's a problem. It's when empathy is forced. Uh-huh. Yes. Right? Yes. When you've got, somebody said it earlier in the exit interview, empathy is one of these things where 
if you empathize with people, you often feel things you don't want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the reality of it, right? Um, but empathy is forced when it boils over. When the yeah. world blows up and everything stopped and it's right in your face, the empathy is forced in a way because uh, you're uh -huh. sharing empathy potentially, uh -huh. but you're sharing the loss. Right. Um, and so you have this kind of forced um, bring together. And I do think that can make us very strong out of this. Sure. Um, sure. I think it's about survival until then, however. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, John then jumps in with... Uh, uh, part of the cause is work-life balance. I actually had the coolest conversation. Chris Hoos, you'll hear me reference him a lot in my conversations. He was our CEO uh, at Choose Networks and, and really just one of the most positive, forward humans I've ever met. Not overtly nice to people. I don't mean it that way. I'm not saying he's negative. But just if he was given two choices, he would choose the positive one. Um, and just had a lot of brilliance from him. I learned a lot from Chris. But one of the things that, that, that stuck out was I was talking to him about how my value system as an engineer was that I would work from sun, sundown. Mm. I was the yes guy. You got a project on team two and I'm on team one, I'll help you out. I Let's got make it you. happen. And that's yeah. how I grew. I mean, yeah. that's where I got to where I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wrong. But I didn't see my family. Mm. I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't, I was mm -hmm. not a good father. I, I absolutely wasn't. And, um, but I cared about the mission and I solved things and we grew right. and there was a right. financial income benefit from it. But he said to me one day, I, I said to him, I, I'm in work life balance. He goes, Matt, get a balance board out. Are you ever in right. balance right. or are you staying in balance? Right. Right? And I think the point is, is that work-life balance as it's defined and, and the statement is if you are going to be at this higher cost to you emotionally, yeah. if you're going to be at this higher cost to you from a life um, uh, kind of burden from the, the, the you know, as a practitioner in, this, in cyber or tech practitioner in technology, we kind of have a bit of an arrogance, but it also comes with a bit of pride. It also comes with a bit of love for what we do and a little bit of passion. Yeah. Yeah. And so like now you're having to just constantly fail in a world where we're not used to failing. Yeah. I yeah. don't fail most of the time. Oh, I, I felt that way with like this whole idea of our industry, industry is moving to, you're going to get, you're going to have incidents, detect them, respond. That's what I preach. Right. right? And, and, but <laughs> yeah. I have an emotional problem with that of, no, I don't want to have incidents. I want to prevent them. And it's a, it's almost a, like a, whole paradigm shift we all have to get to a yeah i want to find incidents we want to catch them to preach, and deal with man. them but it's so yeah. hard to change even that mental mindset because it's hard not to feel like every every incident even when you catch it early feels like oh but i could have prevented that and that's a you know that's I'll a whole learning curve you know what i'll say about that i think i i i so at at the former msp i was at i don't i don't want to not use the name i'm not trying to be elusive i just sure you, know, you can go yeah, research yeah, it takes five seconds but at the former msp we documented 67 incidents over the course of a year and a half because we got really good at finding them. We were really big. We had decent practices. This was the exact same thing you're saying. And as the next one came in, it just didn't feel it anymore. Right. Eventually, like, you got you got you just got, got where you're like, it. the only way I solved this is by finding them. And it really comes from, and I know I'm beating a, a drum on this one, but if you have identify and detect as your first two, and then you have protect, or identify and protect as your first two, and then you have detect, once you detect, it's about how fast did I detect. Uh -huh. How fast did I, did I respond? How fast did I recover? And so you're actually seeing that most of this lives in the incident. Yes. It doesn't yes. live in what we think is in protection. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. lives in the incident. So I think once you make peace with that, it, it, it might be like an ER doctor. At some points, about how quickly can I close the aorta? How sure. fast sure. can I reduce can the pressure? Stop, how quickly can I stop the bleeding? Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I think there's maybe even it's a different person. Like maybe that is a different person that has to have that. And I think you guys have talk, talked about this. You're separating some of that. We did too. I was the person. I love incidents, <laughs> right? It was a puzzle. It was a, a it yes. was a game. It was a reduction quantity quantity. And so, like, I feel like it's possible that what we have decided to shoehorn people into 
needs a dedicated unit. Well, because it, it's very different workflows. If you're an engineer, you're building things, you're responding yeah. to escalations, you're trying to drive yeah. stuff forward. Right. The problem with incidents, they require detail, yep. dedicated time. You've got to go spend hours looking through law. You process. you got to have a process, yeah. procedure. There's lawyers involved. There's, there's, there's yeah, all of it. And and that doesn't fit with your engineer who's like, I don't have time for an incident today. We're deploying X or I'm deploying in a today. I don't have time to look <laughs> right. at that. Right? Irony in its irony state. Correct. I'm, I'm driving to someone else. Forward. And yet I have to be distracted by this. And I think, you know, whether we knew it or not, presciently, what we decided was the orgs didn't have the qualifications. We weren't being negative. We were just being Understood. Careful. Yes. And so we decided to centralize that response and then use the orgs as extensibility where necessary. Right. Um, right. And so, like, for example, a business email compromise comes in. It still may come down to an engineer at that team Correct. that has access, but they're going to do checkbox, and then someone else is going to handle it from the comms perspective, general manager, and then order security person or me, right. depending on the, right. the elevation of it, right? And yeah. so I think, you know, I hadn't actually correlated those in my head, but I do believe that took pressure off of the people that were still feeling it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like they still had to talk to the customer. Yes. They still had to feel the same pain. The difference was... We put the right type of humans that were there yeah. to respond to it, contain it, and, and move forward back to a normal state. Um, and, you know, this is kind of unique to the MSP industry. In, in a, 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 at Pax8, I have security people. They respond to this. I have teams that are dedicated to all of that, and they respond to it. Right? And so, like, that is their world. It isn't yeah. the, the person that took the call. And, and I think different in an, in an MSP Right, is that you usually don't have a delineation in those divisions no. to some extent. Well, and most MSPs are, would struggle to be able to dedicate a person that's a cost center. Right? That's true. You're a 12 person company. You don't have you the don't have money for a 13. Why do you think my percentages are? Why couldn't you make it a 10 person <laughs> company so I can add 10% by adding another but human? It, it's, it's a, I mean, we're a 35 person company. We've dedicated yeah. three people to it. Yeah. That's still a cost center. We're, we're, you know, we decided it was important. And we're now you have to offset to pay that cost it. center and work towards we're, it. We're working towards that. It was too important to not do, but that's. That's one of the places we came to. You want to talk about, okay, I'm an engineer or I'm a technician or I'm a business leader who's responsible for this. Yep. You know, there's the personal stuff, like you said, like working towards work-life True. balance. And we'll come back to that in a sec, but yeah. Um, but then from a business, I think you've got to figure out, you know, that that same separation. That's kind of a sort of work-life balance. It's a right. engineering versus security balance. <laughs> yeah, what are my people most, like, satisfied by? Like, and if you're really big, honest. Yeah, part yeah. of it for us was, like, I couldn't carry the leading engineering and leading architecting and leading security hats anymore. True story. It was too much. Yeah, true story. And because it was the too balance stressful. would always fall to the immediacy of the incident. Correct. It has to. Or right? or there was yeah. it was just in the back of your head of yeah. you're not doing enough on security. You're not doing enough on security. And that pressure yeah. is is, is so a lot. Work life balance as well. I don't think this is a unique problem for this, but I want to touch on it as well in one other thing. Chris also paid for a four thousand dollar life plan which I thought was the largest cockamamie bunch of bullshit I'd ever heard. <laughs> Swear to God. Like it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. But in the same breath, I'd rather say yes than say no. I'd rather experience than not experience. Yes. And so I went to this and I met with um, Rich in, in Clorinda, Iowa. Okay. And we sat in his farmhouse and I cried for two days because they went through and he said, you know, they have an approach where they, do the Japanese style of walking around the problem and looking at it before we ever present any solutions versus uh -huh. the American problem of solve, solve, solve. I love right. it. I'm a solve, solve, solve guy. Yeah, yeah. But as we went yeah. through it, it was like, it talked about what's my recharge cycle. What gives me something? What takes away from me? Like, I found out I'm an introvert. Like, I just want to believe, but I right. actually do not get recharged by these. You're the outgoing introvert that yeah. everybody, everybody knows. I get yeah. recharged by going and sitting on my bicycle for two hours 
putting on headphones and listening to music and not interacting with a single human. Right. And every time I tried to do that when I was an engineer, I got a call. Yes. I took a page. Yes. Right. I, I, I took an email. I did. I had to stop. I had a guy scream at me. I'm breaking into tears on this. A guy I really respect, but maybe a little less now. But he owned this really big medical practice, and I was up on the top of a mountain. I just finished climbing a thousand or fourteen hundred foot at Red Rock Canyon. I was sitting up there, dying, breathing. And he'd been calling me the whole way up, and I took it. And he just starts screaming at me, and he's like, "Why is this shit down? What am I doing?" And it was that before cyber. Yeah, I already had that before cyber. Yeah, yeah. Now I have a constituent that doesn't understand what happened. It's not like a server fails. It's not like we didn't do HA. This is a you had MFA. And someone leveraged under it with evil genetics, stole your token because I didn't get to set this yet. Or I didn't even know. Like you get into some of this where that humility aspect of what you are, which is why I love you, makes you feel like shit when it happens. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough, man. And yeah. there's cost. I like to tell people there's always cost. How do you recharge yeah. that cost? So yeah. the life plan taught me how to recharge that cost. And I got yeah. involved in charities. I got involved in yep. more stuff with my kids. Like I was a bad dad. I'm not, I'm not lying about that. I, I was one of those where I was like, I'm paying for it. I see them. I teach them lessons. But – they're, they're, they're individual human units. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was my justification. And so definitely learned a lot of that. That was about eight years ago. Okay. It changed my career. I make five times what I made then. I'm happier. I'm doing the right things. There was this concept called a habu, okay. which is your highest and best use. Yeah. And so for a yeah. long time, I went through at Choose and then the, the next MSP, figuring out my habu, what made me happy and I could do yeah. the most effective yeah. for people. Yeah. And I think that doesn't always come as a luxury in most MSPs. No, no. You don't have this hyper growth. And yeah. 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 And, and only because of that was I able to make it to the place I yeah. am today in my understanding of it or how I cope with it, I suppose. But yeah. Great point, John. Thank you. We haven't made it through any comments. This doesn't happen often. This is crushing. <laughs> um, we're too small and important to be a target. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I try to dispel, right? Because it's like I, I actually just went through, we have an internal. Uh-huh. Um, Foundations class. Remember my security uh-huh. foundation? I'm yep. teaching that internally to all of our internal CIS places. top 18 for the win. Amen, buddy. <laughs> and so I'm teaching that, and, and um, they had never heard of Shodan. Wow. And so what I'm getting at is to dispel the myth. Why, does why why when we're dealing with geopolitics, are they asking us to speak on Facebook? Why are they asking? It's because information changes things. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and so the point is, like, that's why I try to show this. This is why it's so easy to get to all these ubiquity controls. It's not about small. For me, it's about a next win. For me, it's about the next vulnerable thing I can yes. manipulate and take yeah. control of and make money. Not me, the other person. No, understand. You understand. Yeah, I mean? yeah, that's yeah. the threat actor mindset. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Thank you, Jessica. I love Jessica. Her, watching her career take off over the last year has been awesome, too. She was an aspiring GRC, I think, and she got her first job, and nice. she's driving towards cyber. So good to see you here, my friend. That's awesome. Um, and if I misquoted that, you can punch me later. I'm sorry, Jessica, but that's what I remember. Um, and then love these streams and the talk going on right now. It does feel like an impossible hill to climb sometimes. Yeah, and I love that the name is Risk. I, I'm assuming that's the YouTube followers that I can call it whatever they want. It's not like like the yeah. most name. Yeah. But Risk, I agree with you. Like, um, and I think sometimes it's one of those where you want to just sit down and watch the battle happen over the top of the hill. I mean, I, I feel like you know my grandmother used to use a term of Matt, you burn the candle at both ends, it'll eventually catch up with you, mm-hmm. right? You know, I picture this horizontal candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think this would work very well. No, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. It would burn out. Anyways, the physics of candles aside. Because, you know, my grandmother used to say, you know, burn the candle at both ends. And I feel like we're being forced to burn the candle at both ends. Right? Yeah. Um, and more ends than I even had to deal with three years ago when I was in a smaller MSP or five years ago, whatever it was. Well, so I wonder if we break this down into like pragmatic for the tech kind of perspective and then bigger picture. Sure. I mean, like you talked about, you you went and found help. 
frankly, that's where I ended up going was I found a counselor who could help yeah. me. Like I got, I got little kids. Sometimes you need to be told it's okay. <laughs> yeah, told and it's okay. And, be, and yeah, sometimes yeah. you need some somebody to help you, like listen to it and go, well, here's a different perspective. Yep. Right. Let me teach you some. I like, get that with my eyes. <laughs> I have two perspectives at all times. They nice. point in the same direction. Nice. But but I I needed that other perspective. I need some like mental skills. So like, yeah. let's talk about how you can process things. Yeah. Like I got to the point where it was like I could stop and tell you exactly what my emotions were doing. I'm I'm, I'm escalating. I'm, I've yeah, got yeah. the anxiety. Which really was just codification of what you were already dealing with, right? right. Like, but he was like able to define it, it. Yeah, and yeah. give me the, the life skills to say, here's how you get off of that train. Because I could tell you where the train was heading and, then, and where it was going. Yeah. I didn't know how to stop. Right. Right. So I think I think, I think think finding communities matter, whether that's a faith community or it's yep. a discord community. Well, that was the thing. I don't talking believe about in, it up, in organized loud. religion personally. Sure. I am fairly faithful. Um, and, you know, I don't mind sharing that. I'm a pretty open book. And so, you know, what, what, when I was going through the life plan, that was a real problem because the life plan was based on adding the religious aspect to this. And that's where we came to, but you can give back. You yes. can do other things, yes. charity. You can drive those yes. things and not necessarily do it by participating in church. But what it was really getting at is find a community. Yeah. It's not tied to any of these things that gives you an anchoring mm -hmm. point that makes you feel good right. when you feel like shit losing all the time. Well, people you can talk to. Just <laughs> yeah. have an honest yeah. conversation. And I think even in our own companies, like I had a really revealing conversation with our team where I was like, one of you struggle with this. I struggle with this. There was like, oh yeah, me too. This is what it feels like that in the morning. Inclusion. And I was like, wait a minute. We've all been suffering for two years yeah. and not had the conversation amongst yeah. ourselves. Yeah. But that's an emotional maturity challenge, right? Sure. I think one of the things you face, and this is a cultural challenge as well in the United States, but is that, you know, you feel like you can't be vulnerable. Um, it's not acceptable to right. be vulnerable. It might make you right. weaker. Um, and I feel like, and maybe I you know, feel it's just gotten used twice, but I do feel like that is something that has to change. I feel like it's okay to talk about what you're dealing with. I feel like it's okay. Now, is it okay to dwell in it? No, because then you just die. But is it okay to talk about it and find yeah. camaraderie aspects and understand that that dude still made the choice to be here today, even though right now yes. he's at the end of that rope. Right, right. He can't take another one today or she. I want to be inclusive, right? And so yeah. I think that challenge gives me more respect for that human. And also maybe I want to pick up more of the rope so they don't have to. Right. Um, and, and eventually back to that original point, there's a balance. And that comes back to, at some point, that comes back to having enough revenue to have the right density of people yeah. in a world where MSPs have only focused on efficiency, profitability and EBITDA on those things through growth and efficiency and efficacy through efficiency. And so you get into this world where we're now having to say, no, you're going to constantly lose. You're going to do the right things and reduce the risk by 80 or so percent. And the other 20% will be how you deal with it and reduce it and, and, and refunction. Respond to it. And that means you have to fund that differently potentially. Yes. Right? Yes. As not just a cost center or I dropped my EBITDA, but an insurance, um, a protection, a reduction in risk externally, which is coming, right? Um, yeah. You know, for us. And, yeah. and so yeah. I, I feel like this has so many facets to it, yeah. but I do believe that talking about it in general should not be a sign of weakness, right? And, and it should be something where being vulnerable more is probably better for everyone. Right. Um, there was a, I was talking at lunch with Kyle and I, I watched a Ted talk by this, this girl from the, the Baptist church, the, the full of hatred. Uh, oh yeah. Westboro. Uh, Westboro was, yeah. yeah. And she was the daughter that was spewing hate. Everybody thought it was cute. There was an eight year old spewing oh, it. Right. Man. So it was this like huge national media back then. So she was doing a Ted talk about six or seven years ago. And she said, you know, I, I learned one concept and, and it's the most fundamental and powerful concept you can get is you assume no ill intent. 
And, and she said the way she learned it was she was spewing hate and everybody would spew hate back at her as a normal response as humans. You're horrible. She was probably yeah. a horrible human in that definition. And so you have that as this underlying current. And she said nobody can ever break through because I was just shielded to that yeah. negative. Yeah. Right? But somebody she met started telling her, hey, I want to understand you. I want to be nice to you. I respect you. And then she said, wait a minute. I talked through that human into understanding that he was just nice to me, didn't beat me up. And I started questioning what my parents were teaching me. Wow. I started questioning. And so it was this, this concept that I've followed in my life for the last few years after seeing it was, I try to assume that the person sitting across from me just has a different understanding, a different set of desires, a different set of understandings of the world. And so they're not being a, dir a turd. They're just reacting in the same circumstances I would react yeah. to if I was given those same variables. And so, like, as you start thinking about that, it lets you be more positive about it. Right. Um, and, and, again, they're coping mechanisms at the end of the day, right? Yes. But they created a situation where I could be nice to an enemy, right? right? Where, where I can see someone at completely just exposition the way I see something and still find it okay to go, I want to understand you. Right. And maybe I'm wrong. Right. The best compliment I ever got was from Benno van Bienberg, a Belgian amazing engineer. They said, Matt, you hold extremely loosely to passionate beliefs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's that willingness to change and understand, but it comes from wanting to know genuinely what variables are you dealing with, Nathan? Right. And, and that's why I bring this all back to that being open and talking about it. I have to imagine was probably one of the more validating moments as you talk to these other engineers and go, it's not just me. Yeah. Right. Imagine a soldier living after PTSD thinking they're just crazy. How much different is it when they go to a PTSD group and yeah. they get to talk about it? And I, I feel like I'm not one, I'm not a big touchy feely guy. Yeah. Um, but, but I would say that I feel like there is an argument for normalizing these conversations. Yeah. It is. I mean, think about it. We're on the front lines in the battle with Ukraine. Like, like yeah. it's just, it's, you know, the Russian government has stated we're coming after. Well, in the space. battle with anybody that's coming after us, I mean, like yeah. APT 10 from a hundred years ago. And like, I think the point is we're just opening our eyes to it because yes. it's now forced empathy. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's yeah. Back to my and it's point. forced us to learn new skills, whether <laughs> yes, that's yeah. coping skills or health, you know, healthy living. Like that work life balance is a great phrase. That's really hard to accomplish. That's what it was. Okay. I saw this. So she said, I have yet to get my cybersecurity job. I apologize, Jessica. I was just thinking positively for you in the future. Um, but she got it. She's getting the interviews. So fantastic. Oh, right it's on. awesome. Um, let's see here. So we've got how do you deal with the stress of it all? Burning the candle at both ends can only go so long. You know, um, <laughs> I heard that, Tim. I, I don't, honestly, I don't. I, I you know, I, I live with this understanding that I understand. Like, imagine you're in a hundred year war and I'm not trying to steal honor or glory. I'm trying to sure, make corollaries. Sure. But imagine you're in a hundred year war and you knew there was no end in it. You're middle of it. You're a, you're just a cog in a wheel and there's nothing yeah. to change. Yeah. You either live through that and continue to fight or you don't. And so for me, I genuinely believe we, if we don't change this, my kids don't have a, the same life we did. I agree. And, and I so agree. that's my piece in that solace. Um, but yeah, I probably will burn out at some point, right? Like if, if I continue to lose, at some point you're well, just, yeah. I like the it. point you're making. It's probably why I was a hundred year war. They all suck mid-battle. <laughs> they didn't want to do it either. <laughs> I, I like what the point you're making is like, I don't think you can make this go away. Like I've honestly, there's no. been moments I've seen the plumbing truck go down they on the should. highway and I thought, damn, maybe I want to go fix toilets because right. there's a, there's a beginning <laughs> sure. and an end no to doubt. the repair, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's, the toilet's done. The, yeah. the leak is You flush stopped. that handle and it goes down and the golf balls. And, and I've, I've had that day. thought yeah. of like maybe the no, only way out sense. is to, to leave the industry because 
but you'd it's still be to. touched with it by your life, and you'd have the knowledge of what I caused would. it. And and I that's so the I'm challenge with you. in cyber. I'm with you that, that I can't get away from it. It's never going to go away. It's can I can I develop a healthy relationship and find yeah. boundaries for it? Of, <laughs> can I make peace with my devil? Well, and, and there's going to be so much stress and it's a matter of saying, okay, this is the line. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have a counselor. I, exercise is huge for me. Yep. I got to go lift heavy me weights. Too. Put, put a dunk that, bunch I of didn't realize it either, dude. I, yeah. I, when I was going through that, let's just talk about reality. When I was an engineer doing that work, I gained over 300, I've got 340 pounds. Man. I was huge. Yeah. I've lost 120 pounds. That's amazing. Right. And, and, and I, I think as I think this is the first time I've actually realized this, that that was some of the ways I coped. Yeah, well, I sure did meet I a didn't... cheeseburger at six and at nine. Right, right. Like, well, and the other problem is like, like sometimes that stress, there's no way to let it out. Yeah, you go lift heavy weights, go ride your bike hard. That physical exertion does something to that stress. It, it does, and it lets it out. Yeah, and, and so I have to exercise. I found a counselor, but it's met by that phone ringing when I'm on the bike, uh, or that that might... inability to disconnect. I don't know about y'all. I still cannot disconnect. I do a good job of faking it. I try hard. I shut my phone off for more time. I'm in the mountains once a week out of one week out of the year. But I have a backup phone. Yeah. I, backup I, had that, I had that problem on Friday. I had a PTO day. My wife is out of town. I'm watching the kids. And my phone was going nuts. And it's really hard to turn that off. But I think that's what we have to build for each other is yeah. we, we culturally as MSPs need to say, when are you checking out? Yep. And I've seen this with a couple of my engineers. They're like, hey, this weekend, I'm off. Yeah. Hey, hey, this, this, I am, and like, also, you, you have to kind of sometimes pull yourself out of some things. Like, I won't go look at some of our the dashboard, some of our security tools bring, like, because you don't want to deal with it because you see well, it as well, or, or it's just it. this incredible amount of data you can't process. Yeah. Like, oh, here's all the five hundred slightly yeah. risky IP connections yeah. for this one client. And you're like, yeah. one of those could be the end of the world, or these are just bad ads stuff. that are on the IP that was used previously to, to do something. And so, you, I think you have to start thinking pragmatically. How can I turn things off? Yeah. What channels do I not need to be in on Teams, or I only need to check on a regular basis when I get tagged? And, and I the think, problem with that is you might feel like you're out of the team or not valuable, uh-huh. right? There's this balance yes. in that choice. And every time I back out of a team, and maybe I'm perpetuating this, so you can just slap me if you need to. But every time I back out of a team, one of the fears is like I've now let somebody down in that team. I've now failed to do what I yes. hoped. I, like, I don't well, know. This is yeah. this is the culture. Yeah. We need to build that culture that says. Not only should you get out of that team, but I'm going to ask you to get out of that team because I know it's better for your mental health. Yeah. And I'm fully capable of tagging you when I need your expertise. And try to get away from somebody with the pride and arrogance aspect that I talked about as being somebody as a practitioner. I don't mean that negative. They're attributes to me. Right. And and it's like you would have said that to me. It would have been a hard fight. Right. And and you have this cultural challenge there, too. Again, to to your point. So. But is it you either have that fight as a company, as a culture, or you watch people implode or you watch people (laughs) end up you know, in bad places. And, and I, I mean, I, and some of those bad places can end in not living. I completely right? agree. And I think that is going to be, I think there's going to be the outcome for many. And, and that's sad. And that's part of why we want to talk about it is we can get ahead of this. We have to, we have to normalize this. If we all have to be honest about this. Burden. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. It's, and, and I think what you're seeing too, is you have 30,000 unfilled or something. I don't remember the number I last saw. They're all made up statistics anyway, so don't trust it. But a massive number of unfilled cybersecurity jobs and tech jobs Correct. with technical capabilities. Um, and, and so you walk into this where if we normalize this and people make it okay to talk about it, which should happen, you may find companies that cannot hire people because they have not set themselves up to enable and empower those individuals yes. to succeed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not just... That it's I care for my coworkers and finding out that we're all 
waking up with the same pit in our stomach because of anxiety. Yep. Let's not live that way. I don't want to no, do that for another 20 that. years. Yeah. That's not fun. And some of that's changing the narrative with the customers. Some of that is setting the expectation. And I, I, I challenge MSPs to do this. Hey, customer, let's lay out what it takes to protect you. And by the way, I'm only going to get you to 85%. Your seatbelt's right. probably a 92%, right? right? But I'm only going to get you 85 maybe. And that's not going to count these home runs that might hit. They're outside of statistical yes. anomalies, yes. right? They're the, the, the ones yes. we write off and go too far outside, not part of our statistical Well, analysis. let me ask you a question, though. That 85% of those 160 incidents you had, how many of them would have been 67. covered? 167. No, 67. 67 in, incidents. In a year and a half. It okay. but yeah. That's 67. What percentage of them would have been blocked by that just 85%? Almost all. Almost all. That's what I'm finding is yeah. when we have- They would have still been documented. We would have still seen the things, but they would not have been successful. Right. And that's what we're finding. So to kind of bring this to the next piece, which is a phrase you use all the time, is defensibility. That's our other one great hope is yep. if- if you can consistently patch, close open ports, enforce MFA, get a de decent SIM sock across yep. your customer base, yep. you've covered so much of the vectors yeah. that you've also, I, I, I wanna get to a place with our customers where in a year or two, it's gonna take us a long time, it's a long journey. When somebody gets breached or gets an incident, incident when somebody call it a breach, we call it an incident. incident. When there's an incident, <laughs> I don't feel guilty for it because I know we did our best effort. And that's, I think, the right. other thing. Let's of, put it into let's this. Let's define what a defensible best effort is. Amen. And you know what you're talking about too, though? We came from a world where it was a cool kids, cool nerds, you know, still like little Star Wars gear and, you know, shirts. Yeah. But cool kids building cool stuff without a lot of boundaries, without a lot of other things around it. It was a professional service, but more in the sense of professional plumbing. Right. And I think the challenge is if I hire an attorney because I'm defending a criminal instance or defending a civil instance, there's no way my attorney walks in and goes, I'm going to win this case for you. No doubt. Right. I'm going to win it 100%, bro. If they do, they're probably failing you. And I think that's the challenge. We have to start being more the attorney, more that professional service. My doctor uh -huh. comes in and says, you might live six months if you do this. Right. They don't yes. come in with guarantees. The difference is we've always been those that delivered that capability, so it's been ascribed to us. Oh, yeah. It's assumed by our customers. We'll have that hey, I'm paying you for IT. You got yeah. me covered, right? Yeah. You got me covered, right? Right. And that's that knowledge gap, right? Yeah. And I think that part of this has to be the maturation of the organization to say, hey, client, I'm going to do all these things. You still yeah. might lose. And I think that's where the frameworks come in. They do. If you walk a customer yeah. through a CIS top 18, you do a exactly. good job. Yep. This By is the it. end of it, they will understand they're the shared risk. Because yeah. you're going to show, hey, we were able to only cover this control to 80% because of whatever the variables and are. And see this control about supply chain? I'm your supply chain. Correct. And I need to use the right tools. That means I might have to spend more. That might means I have to change the way I practice And, you're, this, and there's right? going to be risk based on this decision. We have yeah. to make this decision, but it brings in risk. And once you make that risk understanding, I don't keep the guilt because you chose the risk. Right. right. I mean, it's and a catch-22. We keep adding tools to help our security. Each yeah. one of those tools is a, is a supply chain risk. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, so and nobody's the, ever the, tooled their way into security, nor has any surgeon performed without a scalpel. <laughs> I mean, poking that finger through the skin is going to be rough, oh, right? Man. Like, it's going to have some damage down the road. Yeah. So I think the point is that we need the tools, but you're watching maturation. Even in you. Look at a year or two ago. Look at me three years yes. ago when I knew the maturation is there. And once it's there, the operations follow, the conversations follow, the change follows. I think you still have similar problems that scale worse in the enterprise space. What I mean by this, you have like legacy debt. You have tons and tons of people involved. You have boards that don't. You know get that the real like, risk is in yeah. the mid market. Yep. Enterprise tends to have publicly traded. They're audited. Uh, and, 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 I'll and, take that with a grain of salt. Like yes. a large, but grain, but at least there's some level lake. of. They yeah. might have a CISO. They might have some True level. Of there's somebody fighting. Uh, this every fight time I from get inside. into the mid market, yeah. they are always balancing. 
business initiatives with security, and it's terrifying. And they're and they're choosing how they define security, so it allows them to to make the wrong decision. Correct, and they only have so much capital to spend as an IT yep. department, and oftentimes they need the strategic win rather than security win. The mid market is where it gets scary. It does, and um, as in the SMB too. But it's also, yeah. but the mid market is also our opportunity. To I come think in they're both the most fixable. You. Yes, I do believe because yes. a lot of your mid market is going to have massive tech debt. They're not going to make their own code a lot of times. They're going to have this position where, yeah, I've got a server and AD and ADFS and all these things, but if I was able to reimagine them, I might not. And yeah. so I think, and I'm not making this like massive push to cloud. Like I get into talks with other security researchers that think of it differently. That's fine. But when I'm speaking about the S to the SMB, if I had the same, we're going to go back to this Legos, yes, all the time. They were always Legos. There were no Duplos. Right. You didn't have to deal with the block of wood in the middle of your Legos. Yes. You didn't have technique. Right. You're you didn't have technique. Dude, let's up. keep going. You didn't have any, what was the stupid erector set coming in? Right, right. Right. You didn't have any Play-Doh build. I don't know. I'm running out of Lincoln Log. <laughs> constructs. Yeah, constructs. You didn't have any of that coming in. You had the same bolt. And my point is, if I'm looking at one Active Directory forced or Azure Active Directory instance bolted onto some IAM structure with SCIM and, 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 S, and SAML and OIDC, that's it. I can make the same template every yes. time. Yes. I can apply the same thing the same way. Yes. When it fails, I can assess the entire system and change the entire system for thousands right. of businesses. Yeah. And I think that the scale's coming in that. And I'm not painting this perfect Camelot picture, but I am saying it'll be a different focus. It will be an education focus of those customers to get them down that path. Because they might have just bought a VMware cluster and they've got yes. a VMware Horizon and all yes. these desktops. You're like, no, yeah. we got to change this. Yeah. This is how I can manage it effectively. Not you, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's something good things driving that. <clears throat> Frankly, for the first time in forever, insurance companies are our friends. Amen. Because they're like, even if travelers did go little ham on all MFA on every switch, I like it. I like it too. And but, also, yeah. like, like I've, I've, I've directly heard, hey, we won't insure you if you have an exchange server. Yeah. Thank you. Finally, yeah. You know, somebody's making good decisions on that. So, yeah. so there's, there's hope. There's a lot of positive it's things. All that maturation that lets yeah. me be happy. Right, yeah. and you've got a national cyber law that's coming in for reporting that's coming in. We're starting to see the wake up, just like the industrial revolution, right? You build houses that fell in when it snowed. We didn't know that 16 inch studs were probably right. And guess what, in Florida, when you got hurricanes, you probably need hurricane straps. And then you go down on the foundation. And then you'd be every 14 feet. Like you get into this maturation of any industry. Right. We just happen to be people with swords in our hands in the middle of it being that yes. transition. Yes. And watching that death that creates the change be there. It's what's driving this, right? And we're, we're, we're the one we, we need to change as much as anybody. We're still guys deploying oh, O3 servers. I used to with hide 3389 behind another point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, I mean I point it myself. Like I'm not I'm humble enough to understand oh, yeah. that I, I suck. Sneaky so like, sneaky. Oh dude, I was like, no 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 man. 6389. 30, man, nobody's gonna nobody, guess that. Nobody bro because we're right <laughs> under the 64,000. I didn't even know what in map was at the time. Right? right, but I didn't make yes. the argument at the time. Yeah, but they all probably just do the, the 1,000 ports. <laughs> right. Yes, I digress. Yes. Yes. But yeah, we're way over time here. I don't like to run too long for everybody's time. I appreciate y'all sticking around. Um, learn to trust your peers to know what they're doing. Yeah. I agree with that. That comes into that management aspect, and I know they're speaking back to that comment where I said, you know, I want to be on these teams. And I think that's a fair point. It is a fair And point. it also comes from my own arrogance. Uh -huh. Right? Like me saying, I need to be there to help them. I'm the only one. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. unknown LinkedIn user, but you're 100% right. I'll take that one. I deserve it. Um, and then you get into wanting to help, but not knowing when you're overdoing it is a hard balance, dude, right? Yeah. Because you can yeah. expend so much personal capital and so much emotional capital and so much care. Like how many times? I literally, when I was migrating servers, to put this in perspective, when I was doing a P2V or a V2B, 
would move my mouse and watch it because I swear to God, I believed it made a difference in the outcome. Like just to put how OCT I super, am. Super like, technical people are still <laughs> a little bit superstitious. Yeah, superstitious. yeah, yeah. And it came from Zen Server because Zen Server, the actual <laughs> end migration utility was running on your local machine. So had you gone to sleep potentially, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I it's yeah. planted in truth. It's amazing. When the data came on that nothing else did that, I still couldn't escape it. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think we, we live in some of that. And, dude, this has been a blast. I haven't had one run this far over. Um, I think it's a topic we could probably talk about, yeah. maybe even in a long form with more MSPs and have a great conversation. About Good blog posts so, could come out of this too. Yeah, well, I don't know how to write. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tragic thing. But eventually they'll get me a writer. I had a writer at Iconic. Oh, nice. That's lit- at the former MSP, I'm sorry. Yeah, but they, they literally would take my words, we'd record them on screen, and then she would go write it. Oh, and that's she was amazing. amazing. That's and she awesome. would make fun of me and do like these, these self-deprecating things. It was just wonderful. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a writer. I, I'm a speaker. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, this was great. Let's close it out. I appreciate Thank you Thank you for having here. me, man. Yeah. Uh, it's an important topic, so glad we get to talk about it. Hey, if we could give people one thing out of this, I think it would be start trying to figure out what recharges you. Start trying to figure out, is it exercise, right? Is it shooting guns? Is it doing something that's just benign, like a video game? I know a guy that welds. Uh, oh, one man. of my engineers in the former company welded yeah. as yeah. his methodology of dealing with things and stress. And, so, and you're not alone. That's yeah. the other big thing. Yeah, you're not alone. We suffer from it, too. Yeah, absolutely. All of us. Shared problem. So yeah. forced empathy, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. See you all.